One, two, three, four. Uh, the swamp is here to uh, talk to you about a movie. Five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. eight. Yay! It was not very great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are pom poms. Um, yeah, we just kind of happened to have them handy. It, um, it is. It was as so I clean out my basement. So convenient. So yeah. we're recording right now in Emily's parents' house's basement. Yep. Um, which is a, a groovy little spot, but Emily's twin sister mm-hmm. is a cheerleader. Yeah. And yeah. so we have these amazing pom-poms, which go so well with our movie today. Mm-hmm. So today we're here to talk to you about, but I'm a cheerleader. And we're the swamp. Yeah. The swamp is an acronym. Stands for some whack-ass movie podcasting. And this month, we are doing Pride Month. We picked all gay movies. Specifically, mm-hmm. we were trying to aim for uh, woman-loving woman movies, just because mm-hmm. that's just how yeah. we felt. It's kind of our, our ballpark. It's kind of... I, I yeah. don't know. We just... We picked all of them, and we're like, oh, woman. these are all just... Uh, these are all just yeah. movies about yeah. lesbians. Also, huh. I feel more inclined to talk about something that I... <laughs> A world that I live in, rather than, yeah. like, like I'm not a gay man. I'm not sure that I could say much about True. being a gay man. Well, I have shit to say about Brokeback Mountain. Don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong there. Yeah. But uh, but we, we picked a theme, and we're sticking to it, and this week we're talking about the 1999 cult classic queer film, But I'm a Cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Starring fucking Natasha Lyonne. Yeah, the woman that everyone wishes was a lesbian, but is <laughs> with Fred Armistead instead. Honestly. I love them as a couple. If she's not going to be with me, she <laughs> can ha- be with Fred. I'm happy she's with Fred. I think I, they I'm, probably work really well together. I like it when like really hot women date like kind of we- like weird. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just feels right to me. <laughs> Like, I just picture him as, like, his character from Portlandia, where he, (laughs) he, like, cross-dresses, basically. (laughs) I think her name's Gina. I'm like, that's just him around the house, I bet, honestly. Like that woke old lady? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, that's Women and Women First, but that one, too, honestly. Yeah, they own the bookstore. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Um. But Natasha Lyonne is not a lesbian, Mm. but... Clea Duvall is. And so... <laughs> yeah, fun fact. <laughs> Dara found this out uh, while we were watching the movie, is that if you go to Clea Duvall's... Inst- Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Um, all it has in her personal life section is that Clea Duvall identifies as a lesbian. Period. That's <laughs> it. Because <laughs> I wanted to know, I, ne- I mean, I feel like she plays a lot of lesbian roles in a film, but I honestly don't really know anything about her, like, as a person, really. The only thing I've really ever seen her in besides this is that, like... Broad City? Yeah, like, that the couple episodes of Broad City where yeah. she's dating Abby. Um, um, but so I was like, yeah, I, I bet she's gay in real life, but, like, let me double check. Yeah. And I was like, well, her Wikipedia will say if she's married. I'm like, no, she's not married. I'm like, personal life. And I'm like, oh, that's the one, the one yeah. fact. <laughs> the one listed fact. But also yeah. the um, woman who wrote and directed this movie is also... Uh, lesbian. Well, so that's cool because it's nice when people make films about things that they know about. Yeah, I don't know. No. It's cool when queer people make movies about mm-hmm. queer stuff because when yeah. straight people do it, it's just Bad. usually not that good. Yep. Um, and so it's, it's better, yeah. you know. I will give it to last week's 
um, writers and directors, though, on Black Mirror. Yeah, two, like, straight, two straight white men yeah. made a pretty good, you yeah, know. It's it, pretty solid. It's not on, it's not... It ha- it's not that it hasn't been done, it's just very rarely it's done. And also, I think those opportunities aren't often given to, like, queer filmmakers. Oh, So yeah. when, when there is, you know, the times when it does happen, mm-hmm. it's cool when it mm-hmm. gets supported like this. This movie actually got pretty bad reviews and didn't do very well when it first came out yeah which also isn't shocking but has definitely gained the cult following over the past 20 years definitely from people who i think see it for what it really is whereas Mm -hmm. i think film critics are like crusty 60 year old white men who they they thought that this film was like um obtuse and like two nail on the head they're like oh literally the point yeah yeah and i'm like i'm like oh so you just didn't get it you're just a fucking idiot so it's so on the head that you didn't understand it whatsoever yeah that it was on purpose also i thought it was crazy this movie had a one million dollar budget oh my god that is pennies that is pennies in the movie world like that is barely anything and i because there are times where i'm like this movie looks a little like low budget like Mm -hmm. like i think they're just filming in somebody's backyard right now like type vibes but like what they did with that one million dollars i think is fucking crazy Mm -hmm. i think the costuming was awesome i think the cinematography yeah set design the colors i think Mm -hmm. they must have really used that one million like oh yeah to the its maximum potential because they had some great music in it too which was really interesting Mm. because music is costly yes um and actors too. Fucking Michelle Williams was in this for five oh seconds. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, she was a baby, so I'm sure she wasn't big bucks at this point. But at the beginning, she plays like a friend character uh-huh. in the very beginning of the movie, like like three lines maybe. Yeah, like, it doesn't say much. Like take, a, take, a minute of screen time maybe. Yeah, she takes a picture of a woman at Natasha Leone's locker, and that's it. And we were like, is that? Michelle Williams? Well, because she could, like, pass as, like, a knockoff, like, half-ass brand Michelle Williams, and it's like, oh, no, that was just Michelle just Williams, really like, 20 years ago. I would like to think that the the homophobic, homophobic friend who turned Natasha Leone's character into the gay police, <laughs> a.k.a. Michelle Williams' character, <laughs> this is set in the same reality as Brokeback Mountain, so she goes on to marry what she thinks is a straight cowboy, yeah. but no. No, no, Michelle Williams. You got duped twice. Uh, Jack Twist? <laughs> More, More like, like Jack, Jack Nasty. Nasty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, um, but so this movie is about gay conversion yeah. therapy. Yeah. Which is a very upsetting topic, but weirdly, this movie is a comedy. Yeah. And it was I was made by um, a queer woman, and I guess her mother was a um, like a drug rehab therapist, mm. and so she like was kind of familiar, like saw a lot of like people going through therapy, and then she read an article about um, how like gay therapy was a thing, mm-hmm. or gay conversion therapy, um, like d what is it called, like restoration or something like that. I yeah, it's like know. it's fucked up. But how she read an article about that, and she kind of thought about all the different ways, you know, like, different treatment therapies Mm -hmm. can be applied to different things of what people consider to be wrong. And then she made this film, which is, which is pretty cool. She said she was really inspired by Clueless, and she kind of wanted to just make, like, she's like, I just wanted to make, like, a gay Clueless. (laughs) (laughs) I think she certainly did that. Yeah. Definitely achieved that. Um, I really like this movie because it almost, I don't know if it was, like, this self-aware that it was, like, I, mean, I don't think it was. Uh, it felt like it was almost trying to be a cult classic, you know? Right. I think it aged 
beautifully. Yeah. Like, I think this movie has aged so well. I think it was really ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, a lot of the things it's trying to say, again, people in 1999 were probably not really getting, mm-hmm. whereas people in the 2010s and now 2020 are like, oh, like, I, I think it's easier to mm-hmm. see what she was going for now because we have kind of a more accepting worldview yeah. and, like, you know, things, ideas and things like that are, like, much more prevalent. It's always weird for me to say, like, things are, like, a cult classic when they're, like, outside of, like, the 80s. And this is closer to 2000 because it's Um But then I think about, like, well, Jennifer's Body's kind of become a cult classic in itself. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's a weird title to put on something, but this one definitely gets that badge. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely think when you're making... A movie, not to say that the LGBT community is a niche community <laughs> by any yeah. means, because it's, I mean, it's just uh-huh. like a group of, it's just an identity. Yeah. But like when you're making a movie that, so like the Venn diagram is a circle, you know, crosses over mm-hmm. of if you have similar experiences, this movie will probably be appealing to mm-hmm. you. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. you are a gay person, you probably find something in this movie to be funny or relatable mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? So I think it's, you immediately kind of gain that viewership a mm-hmm. little bit. Not to say all gay people like this movie, mm-hmm. but I think um, by making something about that specific experience, you definitely gain yeah, for the, sure. the insight. Yeah, I don't know. people are going to watch something that they can find relatable. That's, I think, just kind of how things work, but um, maybe but that's just me. Also, fucking gay conversion therapies and like camps and stuff are still a thing that's happening Mm -hmm. like it's fucking nuts and it's a real fucking issue and licensed medical professionals in 2021 continue to practice like gay conversion Mm -hmm. therapy and it's crazy it's not always a religious thing like a lot of the times i think the examples that get used are like ex-gay Christian mm-hmm. things. They, that's what a lot of, in a lot of religious circles, they, they make them call themselves ex-gays, which they use mm. that in this movie a lot too. Yeah. So it's like you do this whole conversion thing basically so you can f- conform to society mm-hmm. or whatever, but then you're not even allowed to just live your life, your new life or whatever, because they yeah. still, you have, you have this, to brand yourself yeah. as an ex-gay. Yeah, so, you're tacked on with like a name tag. Yeah, it's like you, it's like you can never get rid of mm-hmm. it or whatever. Yeah. But so, yeah, I guess a lot of religious ones are executed but like honestly in in a lot of just like talk therapy like licensed therapists and Mm -hmm. stuff they do implement a lot of like trying to normalize gender roles and like you know stereotypical Mm -hmm. things to make people act more like quote-unquote normal which it can be something as subtle as that or something as extreme as like sending your child away to a conversion therapy thing so it's a bad thing that is still happening the laws need to change and it's happening slowly, but it's, like, one step forward, two steps back, oh, you yeah. know, so... I will say, I'm glad that we watched um, this movie about conversion therapy rather than, like, um, The Miseducation of Cameron Post or, like, what's that... Is that Lucas Hedges' one about conversion therapy? That one is, yeah, kind of about, like, religious... That one yeah. is way more That's, about religion. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh-huh. his dad, Russell Crowe, so like is a pastor, yeah. yeah. And Nicole Kidman wears a wig. I, I've seen... Uh, you've seen Miseducation of Cameron Post? Yeah, it's, it was it's decent. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of boring. Yeah. And it, I didn't love it. And having seen this one now, I, I'm not going to say it's like a knockoff, but it like kind of was doing a lot of the uh-huh. same things, just like less punchy and like less good. Exactly. You know? I don't know. Um, but should we give a recap? Yeah, yeah. This I think this movie is pretty... It's, it's an hour and what? 20, 25, 25 minutes, minutes, which is the gor- 
gorgeous. That is my ideal movie time frame. Right? Especially for, like, a comedy or something like this. Uh Like, I don't need a 40-minute exposition scene about anything. Mm -hmm. So pretty much, I just want to start off talking about the opening credits, which is literally just... Hard nipples? (laughs) Sports bras and hard nipples. Like, it really sets the tone for this movie. I love love those cheerleading outfits, though. The orange. So cute. Like, the colors they picked are... Everything, the colors in this movie Mm -hmm. are fucking amazing. And they use a lot of, like, blue and pink for, like, boys and girls, obviously. But there are times where everyone's wearing emerald green. Or everyone's wearing, Mm -hmm. like, purple. And, oh, my God, it's always very, um, like, monochromatic. And it's so good. And these, these cheerleading costumes I think right off the bat it's like mm. you could see it even in um there was this scene uh, when they all went to school and everyone was in brown yeah and Natasha Leone was in like a light yellow type thing mm-hmm. which was like okay obviously she's like gonna stand out she's like the gay one yeah um but <laughs> um so it opens up and Natasha Leone's a cheerleader she's on the field she her really, name's Megan yeah Megan um she really loves what she's doing um and you get like 15, maybe not even 15 minutes of her going through, like, her normal life. But, like, she has a boyfriend. Yeah, she's got a boyfriend. She's, a, she's one of the head ch- cheerleaders. Yeah. Um, she's got two loving parents in, like, a Catholic home. The whole nine yards. Uh, and then you sort of quickly realize that there's a plot underway to... For, like, an intervention, Yeah, basically. for an intervention. You already know Megan's pretty gay because there's this one really long scene of her like hating making out with her boyfriend <laughs> which like, to be rolling fair, her eyes to be fair it didn't look like good you no. know he was like shoving his tongue down yeah. her throat like whether you like boys or not like that is not the way you uh-huh. kiss another person but yeah she's like rolling her eyes and then she's like fantasizing about hard nipples and sports bras <laughs> and like booty shorts and then she's like okay well maybe i can get into this now yeah <laughs> um so then there's pretty much an intervention and rupaul shows up <laughs> RuPaul, zero drag rupaul yeah, like no. man rupaul yeah and he has like, like RuPaul a goatee with a yeah, yeah exactly. rupaul with a fucking goatee <laughs> shows up and is he's like the head of the gay conversion camp which is yeah. fucking hilarious it's mm-hmm. such a joke within a joke of itself. I don't yeah. know. He is, what does his shirt say? Like, straight is great or something yeah, like something, that? something like, like that. <laughs> um, okay, RuPaul Charles. <laughs> so, um, pretty much what happens is there's an intervention. Megan's whisked away to conversion therapy, which is, what? what's the name of it? Uh, True Directions? Yeah, True Directions. Yeah. Dara really got me scared for a minute because <laughs> we were like, we were sitting there watching this and she's like, isn't the name of the Glee, like, cast, what is it, their show choir uh, Yeah, like, their group. True Directions. But it's New Directions. We, after a minute, we realized it was New Directions, but we're like, oh my god, yeah. does the Glee group have the same name <laughs> as, like, the gay conversion camp from this 1999 movie? Like, did anybody cross-reference that? But no, yeah. it's New it Directions. It's like something Ryan Murphy would have done on purpose, yeah, right? so, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's the, um, something that's gay but feels homophobic. Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. <laughs> is he gay? I don't know. Uh, I, I believe he is, yeah. Um, but so, Megan's at conversion therapy. She meets this whole little cast of um, queer kids that are also there. Uh, and she meets, what's her name? Graham. Graham. Yeah, Graham. <laughs> Which also, I want to just say, like, <laughs> if you're going to name your... I, I'm Listen, I don't want to offend any girls out there named Graham. If you're named Graham, I think it's a great name. But also, 
Her parents are like super pissed that she's a lesbian. I'm like, dude, you named her Graham. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you name your kid Kyle, he's gonna ride BMX. It's, that's <laughs> just how it works. Like, do your research beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> so Megan's at conversion therapy, kind of going through the steps. She realizes she's a homosexual, cries about it for a while. <laughs> Step one is that you have to admit that you're a homosexual, uh-huh. which you just have to say it. And I'm like, girl, do you know how to lie? Like, yeah. or I mean, or at least say the truth, but like, you know, act, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she's acting so like upset and confused the mm-hmm. whole time. And I'm like, look around you. Graham's got the yeah. idea. You just play along, you do the things and then mm-hmm. you graduate from straight school and then you get to just live your <laughs> life, you know? To be fair though, if I was her like going through that and I guess like re- like having that aha moment in front of everyone, I would also cry. Yeah, it's th- jarring enough when you just like when you when you, you put, get to slowly realize yeah, it by yourself. Yeah. But they like really put, force yeah, that on you. Put her, two yeah. and two together, and you're like, shit, fuck. <laughs> there might be something here. Yeah, the whole the whole thing though is that they have this intervention first at her house, and they're like, hey, we all think you're a lesbian, and we're sending you to this gay conversion mm-hmm. camp. And she's like, what are you guys talking about? You guys are crazy. I literally have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm chilling. I don't I know what you I go to mean. school. I go to church. Wait, what was I, I get, get good, good grades. grades. I go to church. I'm, I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> Basically, she's like, I'm so normal. She's like, I'm uh-huh. so normal, and I act so straight. Like, what do you mean? And all of her friends are basically like, you hug us a little too long, which I'm like, okay, like, shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. But it's like, oh, like, you, I, you, you know, have pictures of women in your locker. You have vagina-themed art in my, your room. Which is- My favorite thing was when they, they brought out the Melissa Etheridge poster. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, and I'm so you know, how, you know how later in this movie they have their um, their roots or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. Find? And I just think back, and I'm like, what would be my root? And my root would definitely be listening to Melissa Etheridge <laughs> with my mom in the car <laughs> at like seven years old. <laughs> That'll Singing work in yeah. something. <laughs> Singing along to like come to my window. <laughs> I saw Melissa Etheridge in concert like two years ago. <laughs> It's like yeah. Was this, the en- was the was the lesbian energy unbelievable? I've never seen so many leather vests in one place. <laughs> Everyone had a beer in hand. It was outstanding. I felt more connected than I do at a pride parade. <laughs> but but basically though, this Megan character hasn't even really like come to terms with her sexuality. No, she has no herself. idea. She she even says she's like, oh. One of them, uh, Michelle Williams, says, like, oh, you don't like to kiss your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, yeah, like, he's maybe he's just bad at mm-hmm. it. Which is, like, very fair point, yeah. Megan. He doesn't look like he's that good mm-hmm. at it. And, and she's like, no, I kind of like it when they shove Michelle Williams. is like, yeah, I like I it when like they... It. I'm like, ew, no, you don't. Like, shut the fuck up. Don't yeah. be a liar. Um, but basically, this Megan character has not really, like considered her own sexuality and any sort of her family seems very um like nuclear family very stereotypical mm-hmm. oh, gender yeah. role type so you know maybe she hadn't really thought of it outside of the because yeah. she is very much about um like the woman's role in the home mm-hmm. she brings that up a lot um mm-hmm. like at camp when they're talking about yeah. i don't know like gender roles and stuff but basically, when they're like, you have to admit that you're gay, she's like, I don't really think I'm gay. And then they're all like, you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. And she has a breakdown. And then she's like, really. oh my god, I guess I am. That's tough. That's t- and then she just like, just like that, she's like, well, I guess I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then she has to get ungayed. Yeah. And that's the hard part. And that's the whole movie, is they go yeah. through these steps, 
and she gets pretty tight with Graham, and mm-hmm. then kind of throughout the movie, some of the kids get kicked out of the program or whatever for, like, two boys are caught kissing, so they mm-hmm. get kicked out. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's, like, a series of, like, hijinks that go down. Uh-huh. Like, one boy isn't good enough at fixing cars. Yeah, so he's not allowed to graduate. Yes, it's so stupid. Um, but pretty much uh, Megan and Graham sort of fall in love, and they have this whole plan. They're, they got, like, caught... Um, they sneak out, all of them at one point, and they go to the gay bar across the town mm-hmm. because there's these XX gays yeah. who had done the program, like, a long time ago and had graduated as now reformed heterosexuals, mm-hmm. so ex-gays, but then they, like, were like, no, we're gonna live our truth and we're gonna yeah. be gay, and so they're married, they're husbands, I think, and yeah. they have this, like, house kind of near the premises, and they kind of take this van mm-hmm. onto the campus, and they, like, sneak all the kids into a gay mm-hmm. bar, and what, what does she call it? She calls it, like, a like a secret underground homo railroad yeah. or something, <laughs> like, so fucking good. But they all go to the gay bar, but then they kind of get caught because... Some... Fucking Clea Duvall, who's fucking chain-smoking the entire movie. Oh, yeah. They never are like, oh, cigarettes aren't allowed uh-huh. here. She's smoking inside. The only time she stops smoking is to kiss Megan. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> but they find lighters uh, that have matches, the... Matches, yeah. Matches, yeah, matches with the um, the name of the gay bar. What, was, what is it called? Cocksuckers? Yeah. <laughs> if anything, I would have turned that around on... What was the headmistress's name? Was her name, like, Mary or something? Yeah. I would have turned that around and I would have been like, um, don't you want me to suck cock like yeah, shouldn't, come on. shouldn't you be encouraging this Mary? Yeah. but pretty much what ends up happening is that graham and megan kind of get caught like canoodling <laughs> um <laughs> having gal pal time, yes, gal pal time. <laughs> uh, and so megan gets kicked out um because she kind of refuses to do this final ceremony um with mary's son and who like is a groundskeeper or yeah, something but he's like it, aggressively gay yeah it, yeah it's like implied that he's pretty gay but like mm-hmm. she, she doesn't like have him in the program or anything yeah. he's usually just like walking around in booty shorts and like mm-hmm. get, getting fuck me eyes from rupaul yeah. you know which is <laughs> that was just, probably like, one of my favorite parts yeah, of the movie. but like i never understood how old he was supposed to be because i'm like okay maybe he's like in his 20s or something uh-huh. but then she's like oh you have to do this ceremony and i'm like uh she's fully underage like what do you i know I, I think he was probably in his 20s yeah. i think that i mean if you're running a conversion camp yeah, i don't you think probably... your morals are really <laughs> true tip shape no, um this is true but so, Megan gets kicked out of the program, and Graham's like, ooh, see, I would, but I'm not. Because there was this whole thing earlier where their families all came, and Graham's family was like, her dad specifically. I guess it was implied that her mom was maybe a lesbian and had left yeah, their family something or something. Like so she was like a stepmom or whatever. <laughs> my mom got married in pants. That's my <laughs> root. <laughs> um, um, but, th- but I guess the dad yeah. was like, I won't pay for your college, I won't give you a car, mm-hmm. and you won't get the family fortune yeah. unless you graduate from this like straight school or whatever. Yeah. Which is kind of like, so, okay... Yeah. But Chill. to wrap it up, anyways, um, Megan kind of, like, goes to the ex-gay's house, and she's, like, taking shelter there, and she devises this plan with, um, I can't think of it, what, what's the, I can't think of his actual name, his- Dolfo? Yeah, Dolph. Dolph. <laughs> who got kicked out, um, and they go to the graduation ceremony and kind of, like, rescue their lovers. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. So Dolph and this other boy, the one who said that he worked retail, they they all do like a little blurb about themselves or whatever when they're all being introduced. It, I just thought it was so funny. One of them was like, 
like whatever like hi my name's brian i work retail and i'm a homosexual i'm like yeah. what, what the fuck but him and dolph so dolph was fucking played mm-hmm. by god and king dante basco you love this man i love this man he plays rufio in the movie hook who's like the head mm-hmm. of the lost boys yep. he's the one with like the big red mohawk yep. sort of and most importantly he is the voice of Prince Zuko. And while watching this movie or anything he's in, if you just close your eyes, it's just there. Yeah. It's just, just you're Zuko. like, it just sounds just like him. Well, it, it, well, it, it is, is him. him. <laughs> it is him. But it's not like he does like a Zuko voice or anything. Yeah. Like, that's just his voice. Yeah. Which is amazing. But so he plays Dolph, who is like a wrestler or something. Yeah. Um, and so he kind of got kicked out of the camp. But then uh, when Megan goes to the XX gays house she finds him there and he's like in all rainbow he's like in a rainbow jumpsuit it it looks like like um, prison uniform but yeah but it looks like something they sell at like the target pride collection (laughs) this so ugly Uh Uh, it's like has the f slur on it and they're like they're gonna love this (laughs) um but so megan finds him there and yeah they kind of link up and they're like let's crash the graduation Uh and get our lovers and so, the, his his retail boy is all about it. Like yeah, from the get go, he's like, he's yeah, like, yeah, I'm go. out. Let's go. And Cleodwell's like, no, I can't, bro. Like I gotta graduate. But then she like rethinks it and like, well, because Natasha Leone shows up with her pom poms, which I would also risk it all for Natasha yes. Leone in her little cheerleading outfit and pom poms. <sighs> yeah, she changes back into the cheer outfit. She does like a one, two, three, four. Run away you're, with me and yeah, let's be you're gay. You're the one that I adore, some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. And then Cleo, I was like, "Fine, like you convince mm-hmm. me." And then they run away and they ride off in a truck together, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. It was really good. I'd never seen this one before, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. I'm a big Natasha Leone fan. I know that the um, the woman who wrote and directed this also did a bunch of episodes of Russian Doll, which oh, I was nice. a huge fan Love of. That. Um, so I had I had good vibes going in. I do have to say that this is not my favorite um, lesbian character that Natasha Leone plays because I do uh, Nikki love Nichols. Nikki Nichols in Orange Is the New Black. It, and it, it makes me like her character in Russian Doll could essentially just be Nikki Nichols. Yeah, like in like, an alternate universe. But like she's almost. just straight in, in Russian Doll, yeah. weirdly. And I'm just like, okay, you like have mommy issues, you have substance abuse uh-huh. problems, like just. If you just fuck women here too, you're ju- it's just it's the, the same, same character. character. <laughs> her hair is amazing though. She just has like the I best. Uh, but yeah, her Orange is the New Black. Two uh, two weeks in a row now we're talking about Orange is the New Black. That is a very uh, like lesbian centric yeah piece of media. Yeah. So I think it's only natural. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Natasha Leone is so good. I think she's so good in this too because she she likes. Even as, how old was she in this, probably? Like, she's, really she's young. pretty young. She still sounds like she smokes six packs a day. She, she, her voice just has that, like, smoker quality. Yeah. That um, always, like, that rasp. And I'm like, it just doesn't match your appearance here, where she, like, is wearing, like, headbands and, like, schoolgirl skirts. Yeah, she was probably about our age when she did this. Because it was, what, 1999, and mm-hmm. she's 42 now, so. Yeah. Yeah. She'd be, like. Yeah, like, yeah, in her yeah. early 20s. Early 20s. Um. She's only 5'3". I just read that on this. Yeah, she I doesn't believe. See, she doesn't look 5'3". No, I she believe looks, that. Like, I'm 5'3". You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I would be, like, at eye level with Natasha Leone. You know what I mean? No, I can I can see it. I think it's just because she's got big hair. 
You know? That adds like three inches. Yeah, yeah. At the very least. She's really good in this. I know that even when, um, like, a lot of, it got a lot of criticism, they, a lot of uh, critics still were like, no, the acting. Um, but honest. a lot of the critics were still uh, praising the acting performances. Okay, so we just realized that there's been a dehumidifier um, rattling and rumbling behind us for uh, quite some time. So if you hear a sudden ambiance switch, it's because I cut out a lengthy conversation between the two of us saying, huh, has that thing been on the whole time? <laughs> yes, should we turn it off? And then I was like, well, maybe we should maintain the ambiance. But then I figured mm-hmm. that you guys would be more appreciative to not have the rumbling. So mm-hmm. if you're kind of jarred by that, I know sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts and stuff like that happens, like if they switch uh, recording like some, locations like or something. something changed, but yeah. I don't know what changed. Yeah, so I'm just letting you know because I would be appreciative of an explanation mm-hmm. that that's what changed. There's no, yeah. no more dehumidifying. Yeah. We're I'm, getting real humid now yeah i've got a yeah i've got a wet basement (laughs) (laughs) see you have a wet basement i have a dry basement Mm. yeah no our basement um sometimes we'll have it's pretty it's definitely wet because sometimes i'll find salamanders will crawl (gasps) in here um but the thing about salamanders is that if they're not wet they just dry up and die (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like they're not under like a wet stone oh my goodness and this is the, the basement's wet but it's not that wet so I'll just find um some salamanders some dried up yeah. shriveled up salamanders yeah you should really give them fun. to me I'll make earrings <laughs> or I'll like cast them in resin and like I don't know uh-huh. that could be a fun project yeah, yeah I'll, I'll let you know next time I find that'll it. be like something you would buy at the <laughs> museum yeah. gift store yeah that's a very the lesbians will buy the dried up salamanders <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Some whereas like a unique statement jewelry piece. I get it. I understand you. I love though. I love the costumes in this movie. Everything to me looks like that. a Polly Pocket dress. Every, <laughs> you want chew on it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> but everything looks like vaguely kind of plasticky. Oh yeah, and like uh-huh. very like pressed and mm-hmm. like I don't know, so put together. I wonder if that was just because the costume budget was so small that they were like, we have to use literal tablecloth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like work with what you got, and this is yeah. what we've got. Um, please do something good. It was so good though. Um, Natasha Leone's character always she like has like a big headband and like a kind of a big poof, and sometimes she's wearing a little hair clip, and the on the hair clip is a tiny little hairbrush. It looks like I, a, do, I love that. Yeah, and I was just like that was so like nineties, but like I was just looking at it and I was like, is that a little tiny like Barbie hairbrush like in her fucking hair? <laughs> it, it was just so good. I loved all the different um like yeah like cast of characters in this movie. Like there's one kind of like punk girl and then clea duvall's character was also kind of goth i'd say she's more punk the other girl was like gothy yeah, super goth. kind of um, i love her intro was like hi i'm whatever my name is and i love pain <laughs> well at first so they have these little like um shock devices that they give them all for when they're in bed and basically they're like if you're about to masturbate you should harm yourself yeah. which is like fucked up but oh. then i remember she was like i love pain but then she's like a uh, furiously zapping herself and i was like okay maybe you're like you're a little too into it like this is weird <laughs> but then later it's like oh they're using them to masturbate because mm-hmm. they because when you shock yourself it like buzzes a little bit mm-hmm. right was that the implication am i right yeah, there because right. at first i'm like is this it's like girl? the right idea or she's just getting off like that much to like actual pain that's i mean Maybe she should be going to therapy for that. Um, But like, yeah, like electroshock therapy. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Also, like one of them is just randomly Australian, and it's never explained or brought up. Yeah, like I, I was listening to because when she was first introduced, I was kind of like, 
I don't know if she's Australian or not. I think there's something there or whatever. Then by the end, I was like, yeah, she's fully Australian. What? Why? Yeah. But, I mean... And then there there was also... just a weird little detail. There was also um, a character that was very intriguing, um, Jan. So Jan has, like, a mohawk and kind of has, like, a little bit of, yeah. like, facial hair or whatever. And at, mm-hmm. at first, I was, like, unsure if if they were in the, like, the male group or the female group because they had them, like, mm-hmm. divided or whatever. But so she was... In the movie, she was a girl, and she was like, oh, I'm, I play softball, whatever, whatever. But then later uh, in the movie, she's like, I shouldn't be here. She's like, I am a heterosexual. I like boys. I've always liked boys. People just think I'm gay because I like sports and I'm mm-hmm. not pretty. I'm not like conventionally attractive. Uh-huh. And I, you know, gender expression versus mm-hmm. gender identity versus sexuality, which this is why I think this movie was really ahead of its time because mm-hmm. it kind of did that whole like your personality and your interests and that always mm-hmm. doesn't have to match up with your expression or yeah. or your identity or, you know, whatever yeah. like that. Because that's um, Natasha Leon's yeah, whole Megan. thing. She's like, I'm a cheerleader. I can't be gay. I do the yeah. straightest thing ever, uh-huh. which is cheerleading. But yeah. it's like, no. <laughs> like, you know, just because... Yeah. She's you, that, that pretty girl in high school. Just because you do something that is conventionally, like, branded as being, like, a quote-unquote straight mm-hmm. activity or, or a gay activity, like... Okay, not every girl who plays softball is gay. Like it's a, like maybe it's more true uh-huh. than other things, but it's just like I don't know stereotypes. But I thought that this was good that they kind of debunked that. Like she was the one in the group who like actually wasn't, and she was like, "Oh, it's just something that everyone like puts on, on me. me," you yeah. know. Um, and that's yeah, definitely the whole like um gendered. All of the girls were pink, and all of the boys were blue and that's where i think a lot of the critics were like oh this is too like on the nose on the nose or whatever is like going into play i think that's what they like didn't like about it i Mm -hmm. guess like that's just the most apparent thing to me but i'm like no it's supposed to be representing people who think that way so that's you Mm -hmm. you know exactly i don't know and it's so visually the the aesthetics i love i think that's what to me, really stuck out the most was the set design and the costume design and how it all blended together. Like, if they're all dressed in pink in a pink room and... It's, yeah, it's so monochromatic. It was so, like, I don't know, it was, like, giving me, like, 60s almost. Like, yeah. almost the way they were dressed. But, like, dressing. not with, like, the fun patterns or anything like yeah. that. It was very... It was it was kind of plain in, like, a really standout way. Oh, my God. Can we talk about, um, though, like, some of the late 90s fashion fucking low-rise jeans? <laughs> I would. I looked at you in the middle of this one because there's this one scene where they're all like out at, at the, the bar, gay bar yeah. or whatever. And Clea Duvall's jeans are so low. Yeah, her her pussy lips are about to <laughs> crawl out. And I was just looking. I was like, oh my god, my fupa would be like fully covering. <laughs> The front of the I pant. wouldn't be. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'm so appreciative that the high-waisted jean is is in style. Have you ever met someone that's like, yeah, I really want low-rise jeans to come back? Because I've met, a, like, one or two people that are like, yeah, I really, I really wish I was, like, in on the low-rise jeans craze. And I was like, could not be me. I want to be... Harry Styles yeah. wearing like the <laughs> Urkel. Hot- I want to look <laughs> yeah. like Urkel. Yeah, like with my fucking trousers up to my tits. <laughs> right. I want my pants to touch the underside of my bra. <laughs> exactly. 
if, if, a, if a pair of pants doesn't cover at least my belly button, it's immediately a no. Exactly, right? I'm like, I need it to, to go all the way up. Yeah. Um, I, I've only seen people like that on Twitter, basically, being like, low-rise jeans. And I'm like, okay, we get it. You, You're skinny. You have 0% body fat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, Megan Fox. Yeah, like, like, you don't have to tell me. Trust me. But also, like, okay, wear low-rise jeans then. Just Exactly. Just we get buy, it. You're better than me. <laughs> <laughs> if you can wear low-rise jeans and you want to wear low-rise jeans, no one's stopping yeah. you. But also, if you're hashtag high-rise jeans, high-rise, or high-waisted, I guess. Yeah. If you're high-waisted jeans gang, I'm here for you, yeah. I see you, I respect uh-huh. you, and I am with you. <laughs> but also, oh my gosh, can we talk about Clea Duvall's hair in the very oh final scene, in the graduation scene? She's got, like, all the little the butterfly clips. The, oh She's my. got, like, the butterfly clips, like, spiking mm-hmm. up her whole hair situation. Oh my god. <laughs> That that was that was everything. I love like the like Lizzie McGuire era hairstyles where oh, yeah. you just like put every bobby pin you can find uh-huh. in your hair. Anything to... with an ounce of color, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's there. <laughs> um, but also like I feel like Clea Duvall's character, like her hair just looked wet the whole movie. Just greasy as just hell. Looked, like, uh, I'm like 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 she was going through like Leonardo DiCaprio in like the nineties, <laughs> but <laughs> but it was just she, like yeah. straight grease. Yeah. She went. She hit more on like a what's his name, Christian Slater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is controversial, but do you, are are you attracted to his character in Heather's? No, because he's so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like, like I'd risk it all for Winona Ryder any day. Yeah, true, true. But <laughs> no, I f- I feel I feel you there. I feel like there are like I don't know girls on the internet who are like whatever that character's well, name, yeah. and Heather's is hot, and I'm like, no, he's he's scary. Have you seen, like, the people that, that like, romanticize Ted Bundy and <laughs> shit like that? <laughs> or, like, what... I forget his full name, but, like, what, Richard Ramirez or some shit like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, girls who are, like, oh obsessed. God. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm get like, a personality. Like, wow. Well, or get a better personality. So glad you're obsessed with serial killers. Yeah. There's a, there's a healthy fucked. way to be obsessed with serial killers, but not in a way in which that... you, like, want to fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I get it. I watched Mindhunter. <laughs> it's a really good show. It's an interesting topic. But do I want to fuck Ted Bundy? No! Um, anyway, but I do want to fuck Natasha Leon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and um, Zach Efron as, Ted, as Bundy. Ted Bundy. Fair, that's fair. No, not even his portrayal of Ted Bundy was a it's little scary. Scary, yeah, yeah. scary no. in a in a not good just, way. Just say that Zach Efron's hot. He is. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen those things recently about like people wondering if he got jaw surgery? Yeah, I saw it. I don't know. It's just not my business. You know, I don't really care. That's but. true. I just think about those videos on Instagram of guys who like chew on rubber balls to build <gasps> yeah! up their oh jaw muscles. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe he's just been chewing on some rubber balls. Like, maybe he's just on that grind. Because sometimes I'm like, I have a really weak chin, I have a very round you. baby yeah. face. So I'm like, if I just, like, chew on, like, a really large rubber ball yeah, every like, day, am listen, I going to get snatched? <laughs> I could be tempted. <laughs> I don't think that that's how it works, though. I think it's all a scam, unfortunately. Yeah, but to sell more rubber balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people have actually bought that, though. Yeah, I don't know. Just go to the Dick Sporting Goods and get like yeah. a like a field hockey ball. Just yeah. gnaw on it. I bet <laughs> dentists are 
outraged. I bet they're probably loving it. Orthodontists yeah, are like true. endorsing it. They're like, yeah, you should definitely do this. But so like secretly. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they can just profit off of it later. Be like, yeah, your jaw's fucked. I need to break it and then rewire it closed. And then I have you for five years reconstructing your teeth. Okay, uh. so um, Jen wrote out a chocolate or vanilla for this week, but she made it all RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> themed, and um, this uncultured uh, swine <sighs> here yeah. has... I, I get it. It's, it's, really, a, it's a time investment, but so I'm gonna... That, yeah, that's my whole issue. I Can I... Is it... Okay. No, these are very specific. You you are not going to be able to answer Can I just... Of off of names. Off of whose name I like better. Sure. Okay. <laughs> this is... I, I'm totally uninformed here. Okay. Um, but so, yeah, I figured I would just rip through them. Anyone out there who's a RuPaul Drag Race fan... I feel so bad. It's something I've meant to get to, like, for so long. Yeah, it just... It can be kind of an intimidating culture because it's so, like, the fans are crazy about it. You know what yeah. I mean? So you're, like... You feel like you're either in or you're out. I'm just not m- much uh, much for... Uh, Reality TV. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about Such this. Such my guilty pleasure. I wish. There's a couple of things, but... But I, for anyone out there who is going to question me, um, I'm a RuPaul's Drag Race stand through and through. I have seen every season, all the all-stars, most of the international ones, you know, for the most part. Um, here, so, here, I'll read it for you. So, yeah, you, you okay, okay. But right. So, to, to start off, chocolate or vanilla, my answer will always be chocolate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Carson Cressley or uh, Ross Matthews? Ugh, um, I guess I'll go with Carson. Those uh. they're both judges. They're both pretty regular judges on RuPaul. Carson Cressley used to be in the original um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy Fab mm-hmm. Five. Him and then you know Ted from oh, Chopped. Yeah, Ted yeah, from I Chopped so. was in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, I'm quickly realizing that I don't think I can do this because I'm not sure. Jen's, Jen's handwriting. Jen's handwriting is like. Tough. Like, I can read my mom's handwriting because I've read my mom's yeah. handwriting for the last 20 years, but also I don't, I just don't know these names. Okay, so she says, Asia O'Hara's Dead Butterflies or Valentina's Leave My Mask On. Uh, somebody tried to do a reveal during the lip sync where their boobs detached, like big cocoons, yeah. and they their plan was to have live butterflies in it, but the or stage they, the stage oh, no. was so hot that when they took no. them off, all the butterflies were dead and fell <laughs> to the ground. Oh, and so no. just dead butterflies. Oh my god. Yeah, it was really bad. And then uh, Valentina's Can I Leave My Mask on her runway, she had kind of a face mask, uh, sort of corona uh-huh. face mask type thing, obviously pre-pandemic. Yeah. Um, and so she didn't think she would be in the bottom, so she didn't learn the words to the lip sync, and then when the lip sync started, she just left the mask on, and RuPaul was like, um, stop, you can't lip sync with a fucking face covering uh-huh. on she was like i'd like to leave it on and rupaul was like you're a joke um but <laughs> i would i gotta go with the dead butterflies yeah, just, not even having seen that that sounds okay then these are just contestants uh Alyssa edwards or ben de la creme that's really hard gotta go with Alyssa edwards though aquaria or adore delano i'm gonna adore stand through and through gonna say adore i love aquaria too though uh jen with this c- c- C N O R A infinity sign crowns. I don't know. Crudes, chodes, Ch- chodes. 
something or not today Satan, so I'm gonna go with not today Satan because I literally don't know what the other one says. Uh, Chandler or Katya, always Katya, mm. duh. And then she says Katya or Trixie to the side, but then she crossed it off because I don't think she wanted to pose that question, but I would still say Katya. Drag Race Canada or Drag Race UK? I really love both, but season two of Drag Race UK was one of the best Drag Race mm. seasons in a really long time, so I'll go with UK because we love Bimini Bonboulash in this house. Uh, Bob and Monet's podcast or Trixie and Katya's podcast, which is really tough. Yeah, even I, I know that's tough. I've seen, um, obviously, Katya and Trixie's forever, like, popping up on Twitter and clips, but I've yeah. seen a lot of um, Bob and... Bob and Monet. They, yeah, there's just called Sibling of, Rivalry. I've seen it's, a lot about them, like, their clips on TikTok, um, uh, and so, it's really funny. It's Yeah, theirs is so good. I might have to go with theirs. I listen to a lot of Drag Race. Um, Willem and Alaska have a really good one where they... I like the ones where they do, like, the recaps of the episodes and stuff, because you kind of get the inside. Mm. I love Trixie and Katya's, and I love... Uh, but I'll have to go with Bob and Monet's, because I just think they have, like, that good back and forth. And I think they disagree with each other a lot so it kind mm. of incites a lot of conversation whereas yeah. like you, i feel like you and i rarely disagree well, we're yeah. always on the same page so, like we gotta fight more i think yeah <laughs> we gotta like disagree yeah. more i don't know I have do to, you guys want discourse on this podcast i have to come up with something <laughs> spicy i don't know jenna had to pose like real some really uh hard-hitting chocolate and vanilla oh she says shaving the eyebrows or glue sticking the eyebrows i will respect i respect queens who shave their eyebrows down to nothing because that's that is really commitment. dedicated yeah. it's commitment but I do love a glue eyebrow because I love a queen with a dramatic transformation. They look really different in and out of drag. And I definitely think, like, having eyebrows. But I got to go with shaving it because that's that's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Sashay away or Shantae you stay. Okay, Jen. I'll say fucking sashay away, bitch. I love a double elimination. Kick them both out. <laughs> um, anyways, RuPaul was in this movie and played yeah. Our the, f- the frack king. The, oh my god, Rand Paul, the frack <laughs> king. For anyone who doesn't know, I mean, you can find better information about this elsewhere, but RuPaul... He has, like, a fracking empire. Bru- RuPaul basically owns a fracking ranch. Him and his husband um, have, like, this... It, crazy amount of acres of land in Wyoming, I think it is, and they frack for oil there, and that's where RuPaul gets all of his fucking money, because he fracks, and f- oil fracking is fucking bad. Mm. Um... RuPaul is also a little bit transphobic and has been pretty problematic and questionable in the past and often tries to cover up his, I don't know, like, shitty things he said by just, like, I don't know, be, he, like, be, by being an icon. I don't really yeah. know. It's, like, he it's like annoying. Try, I feel like he feels like someone that tries to use, like, a lot of humor to, like, yeah. disguise how fucked he is, but also doesn't it... Doesn't he have people, like, write his lines or whatever? Oh. Like, I watched, like, a, like three episodes of Drag Race one time yes. with you, and that was, like, the one thing that I remember you telling me. Yeah, so it's pretty crazy. RuPaul, for many years, won the, the Emmy for, like, best host mm-hmm. or whatever, and RuPaul gets all of his lines fed to him in an earpiece. Like, at all times. Like, even even the, the most basic ones. I'm like, you can't remember to say, like, this is RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, I don't know. Anyways. Um... I think the cast... I wrote just casting. I think the casting for this movie was good. Spot on, yeah. I liked the synergy of the group. I don't know. I thought mm-hmm. they all kind of, like, played off of each other well. Mm-hmm. I believed the chemistry between Natasha and Clea yeah. Duvall. Yeah. Also, I do I love like... See, I see them, like, interacting on Twitter, like, every now and then, and it just really warms my heart. Like, yeah, that they're, they're, like, friends and stuff. <laughs> um, and I think they both, uh, like 
have a lot of fondness for this movie. Like I think, yeah, like they like I, I don't know, regard it as like a like a very important part yeah. of their careers, Probably, which is cool. Yeah. But their... they didn't just kind of because they both obviously have gone on to do kind of other things, especially Natasha Leon, yeah. like bigger things, more mm-hmm. popular things. So it's cool that she hasn't just kind of brushed this behind her as like, oh yeah, that that cult cult following movie I did yeah. in the 90s, like, whatever. Like, I think she's still... She, she stays humble, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. One of my favorite things that um, our intern, Jen, fed us was that... <laughs> what is it? Natasha Leone. Like the day before they started filming, oh, oh my god, got drunk, went out, and got a shoulder tattoo. And the, and, and the director was pissed because she's supposed to be like this, like good Christian girl. So basically, they had to spend extra time every day covering up her brand new tattoo with makeup. <laughs> she's like Jesus, like you could have fucking waited. That seems like a very on brand thing for Natasha Leone, though. So, but I really also, Clea Duvall's character like had a bunch of tattoos as well. Yeah, and I don't think those were like i don't think she actually has those tattoos i think they were yeah. you know, there was like a huge chinese character symbol like on her yeah. neck like i don't think i don't think she has that from my memory mm. <laughs> but i'm like aren't they supposed to be 17 in this you're telling me her parents signed a waiver letting her get a chinese character tattoo it was the 90s <laughs> But they, they, but they're like she can't be gay, but she can get yeah. a culturally inappropriate tattoo. Uh-huh. Okay, I wouldn't put it past her parents. Yeah, <laughs> they seem kind of fucked. <laughs> they're like, you can get the tattoo, but we cross. You, yeah, <laughs> we draw the line at being gay. What would you eat and drink for this? Because honestly, I was really pleased with my drink for this film. Oh yeah, you so Emily like whipped up this cocktail out of nowhere. Basically our failed cocktail from last time had what's it called? Midori. Midori. And Midori yeah. in it. So you tried to redeem yourself, which I think you did, and basically it just tastes like blue raspberry. Like uh-huh. blue. It tastes the way blue, it, and it's vaguely the color of, like, a Baja Blast. It was a really nice teal color. <laughs> yeah. I just made myself, like, a vodka crayon because I'm boring, but you're, you're, describe trying, your drink. I'm it was tr- really great. I'm trying great. to stay on the fruity way of this month. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe next week I'll have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> like I, a double IPA. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Just, dude, like, that's one thing that'll get my heartburn just through the roof. Um, I'll do a sour beer. Um, but what I had today, um, I don't even know where I found it. I was just looking up different Midori drinks that I can make. I was really in a pinch. Um, but it's called a Lemon Drop Mermaid Cocktail. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's off of yumly.com. <laughs> but it's... and <laughs> Here's the fuck thing, too, is because the way you make it is, like, it serves four... So it's like a big pitcher or something. Oh, so you had to divide everything by four? You had to do math? I I roughly scaled it down. That's homophobic. (laughs) No. You had to do math to make yourself a drink? I can't believe it. Um, But it's like, so I did um, like a shot of uh, vodka, a shot of Midori, um, like half a shot of blue curacao, um, like a big fat fucking squeeze of lemon juice, and then like, half an ounce of simple syrup. But then, because that's, like, a tiny drink. Like, that's, like, something you put in, like, a martini glass. Yeah, that filled up, like, I would say, like, a third of your cup, maybe. Um, but, so, 
I'm gonna endorse them. We're not sponsored. Uh, if the, if polar polar's local um, in New England and mm-hmm. other parts of the country, mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's pretty hard to get polar seltzer. But it's like an entire aisle of the grocery store here. It's all I ever want. And we live pretty close to like the manufacturing plant. It's yeah. in Worcester, so we have like big polar seltzer, uh-huh. especially in Massachusetts. But I know people who leave New England and go other places are like, why the fuck can't I find the polar seltzer? Um, um, but the Polar has these things, they're like seltzer aids, um, so, so it's pretty good. much seltzer, but it's like a little juicier than like just But it's just still, like, it's zero calories, it's, it's zero sugar, it's yeah. still just seltzer, uh-huh. but it's kind of, I don't know, more citrusy, I guess, because yeah. I really like the it's, cherry it's one. It's got a little more flavor, mm-hmm. um, but so I, I topped off my drink with the watermelon lemonade Polar seltzer. Which I definitely uh-huh. commend you, that definitely pairs perfect with the Midori. I think the the blue Curacao plus mm-hmm. the green Midori made that lovely teal color. That's really cute. And then you added the Polar. So, uh. yeah, the Polar Seltzer Aids, I will say that is my cocktail hack, is that yeah. if you do, like, any sort of liqueur of your choice, mm-hmm. flavoring, a clear hard liquor like yeah. vodka or rum, and then mm-hmm. one of these Seltzer Aids, so drinkable. Yeah. So well, good. you have like something of a signature one that like you showed me. It's like what the the blueberry uh, it's seltzer the, aid, the, the, the cherry one, the cherry, the cherry seltzer with um, Chambord, my signature, and yeah. vodka, and then also a shit ton of lime juice because that's just I put that. But, in like, everything. it literally tastes like candy. it's just like ju- yeah, yeah, tastes like juice. Like it's so good, mm-hmm. and it's I mean I'm not gonna say it's low calorie because it's still pretty high sugar from the vodka and the. Uh, Chambord, yeah, but it's but, not like a Smirnoff ice or yeah, something no, like it's that. a lot better for you than most like drinks that taste that good. I would yeah, say exactly. Um, so honestly, I would recommend um, what, whatever this is called, Le- Lemon Drop Mermaid. Lemon cocktail. Drop Mermaid. Um, or I, just do something with a seltzer and some liqueur and some yeah, vodka. whatever you feel. I would say mm-hmm. also. Again, I feel like we just keep talking about, like, the color blocking of this movie. But if you did maybe, like, some sort of, like, something with blue curacao for the blue and then something kind of pink. I don't know, like, grenadine or something. That's yeah, more maybe. red. But I don't know. If you did, like, a like a blue shot and then a pink shot or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's kind of lame. But uh-huh. I just feel like the colors are so good. You need a colorful drink. I really yeah. liked – you kind of matched the aesthetic. You had your nice, like, Baja Blast. You had your nice, like, Baja Blast looking. And your straw kind of matches, too. Your straw yeah. is, like, a bluish green. Uh, but, yeah, I had a vodka crayon, and it was – it was fine. It was a vodka crayon. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was really fine. And the only thing that I could think to say with this movie... They drink beer in this movie once, which I'm like, yeah. okay, no, not the yeah. vibe. Um, my food pairing, because I was trying to think of anything they eat in this film, and the only thing that really stuck out to me is that Clea Duvall, everyone has their own meals, and then Clea Duvall's just sushi. eating sushi. Yeah. Um, which Somebody I makes a joke. Be- Somebody makes a joke like, oh, that's the only fish she can eat here, which I'm like, okay... Maybe that didn't age well, but... Or maybe it was on purpose. I don't yeah. really know. But, like, uh-huh. whatever. But, yeah, sushi. Sushi would be I great. I think sushi would be good. And or, if you don't like sushi, just don't eat anything and smoke a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Re- clean of all. So chain smoke inside. <laughs> Have six inside. inside. <laughs> For this whole movie. Also, um, Natasha Leone's character is a vegetarian, mm-hmm. and they use that as <laughs> one like... of the proof points as to why she must be gay. Yeah, they pull out tofu. Yeah, she, like, she's like, I can't be gay. I like boys. And they're like, bitch, you eat tofu. Like, you, you gotta be gay. So, I don't know. Maybe, like, a nice vegetarian. If you have any sort of, like, local mm-hmm. vegan or ve- vegetarian restaurant, I don't know, maybe get something from that. Maybe a nice yeah. little 
tofu stir fry. I don't oh, really know. That'd be really cute. Yeah. I like that. Um, I don't feel inclined to do fuck Mary kill because this they're entire all in, thing yeah, is like they're all yeah in high school or like implied to be yeah. underage for the most part. Basically, you've got like Megan's parents, maybe Graham's parents, the the fuckos who run I the. I just want to kill everyone. See, here's the thing: is that I think we can just both agree that in the present day we would. Fuck Natasha Leone and just leave it at that. Yeah, or Clea Duvall. Hey, if you also want, true. Hey, if you want to be on the podcast, <laughs> RuPaul, Natasha Leone, Clea Duvall, Dante Basco. <laughs> I am begging you, if you'd like to come do the Zuko voice on the podcast, I might have to leave the room, but. We would appreciate it all the same. Even you don't have to come to us on on a Zoom call, uh-huh. please, please. I'm begging you. If RuPaul was on this podcast, I think we would just interrogate him about his fracking. No, he's gotten that enough. Honestly, I don't think RuPaul is capable of having a conversation. Yeah, he's no. a robot. He's <laughs> the same people that like manufactured Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah, right. RuPaul was like the second go around, so he's like a little better. <laughs> uh, um, what would you follow this up with? Oh, uh, that's really hard. I think we've already kind of established. I mean, I think we've we've already watched and covered Jennifer's body, but I mm. think you brought it up before, and I think that's such another good like early two thousands kind of queer cult following of a movie Mm -hmm. that didn't really get great coverage during its time because people were not really taking it for what it was meant to be you know i think that's definitely like same vibe for sure also you could just watch russian doll it's a pretty quick show episodes are like 20 minutes or something and it's definitely recommend watching Mm -hmm. um a quick binge for sure yeah um i personally and this th- this passed through our minds when we thought about what we were going to do this month, um, but we figured we'd save it for Halloween, but I think you go with uh, the ultimate cult classic and you watch Rocky Horror. Hell yeah. Um, just because it's also incredibly gay and it is like... A romp and a half. Exactly. Like, same sort of... Obviously, it's... Um, sort of way bigger of, like, sets sort of in in every way, shape, and form. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. It, you can't you can't compare yeah, But I'm a Cheerleader yeah, to Rocky Horror, but I yeah. think you can put them in that same category of, like, queer cult classics that are a good time. Yeah. In different ways, but in a way <laughs> that definitely could be a nice little back-to-back. I totally, yeah. I totally am here for that. Mm-hmm. Have you, I mean, we together one year um, went to, if any of you out there have ever been to a Rocky Horror at, uh, at a movie theater or at a theater on Halloween, it's so fucking fun. You, you, there are all these rules, I guess, and you, like, bring bread and rice and you, like, throw them at, and stuff. I don't remember a damn thing <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember you I, ate. You started eating the toast, and we're like, Emily, somebody like br- somebody brought that like in their bag. I needed it. <laughs> um. <laughs> All I remember is that I had the time of my life. <laughs> and then my dad picked me up. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a good, like another like early two thousands 
kind of like movie that has i guess uh, not that clueless is from the early 2090s i guess uh, maybe clueless too would be i mean it'd be good if you're trying to like if that was the director's intention was kind of yeah and i kind of gay clueless yeah and like just like like high school kind of quippy dialogue Mm -hmm. aesthetically pleasing nice costumes paul rudd unless you're in a secret is that i haven't seen clueless my mom made me watch it when I was so this is this is the truth with a handful of movies for mm-hmm. some weird reason mm-hmm. and Jen's going to after she listens to this she's going to come to me and say Dara that's not true but I'm going to pull up the receipts cuz it is multiple times when I have been very very ill Jen has just put on a movie that she wants me to watch and I'm already in such a fucking bad mood cuz I like have strep throat or something like that. I think I might have like gotten my tonsils out or something. Yeah. And so she was like, "Yeah, you have to watch this movie Clueless." And I was like, "Had a 103 fever and I was like sweating and throwing up." So my my fondness uh, for the movie Clueless is obviously zero. And she's like, "Dara, she's like, you don't like it." And I'm like, "You know, I'm throwing up." And this has happened with with a couple of different movies that she'll like show them to me for the very first time. She'll be like, "This one's really good." And I'm like, "Yeah." just had surgery like something like that you told me about like another movie that she did this i think i brought this up it was the accountant she made me watch the movie the accountant like when i was really sick (laughs) i barely remember and i just remember feeling like shit and i was like i can't enjoy a film right now i can't enjoy a movie for the first time yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's making me feel worse (laughs) um um if anyone else there can relate to my to my Prince Zuko feelings from childhood <laughs> and into adulthood a little bit. Yeah, what was that like when they finally put Avatar on Netflix? <laughs> oh, I've always owned. Oh, I've always okay. owned yeah. it. Come okay. on, I'm not. Mm. I'm not a newbie. Yeah, um, I, I am that newbie. Maybe. But. Oh, okay. I would say follow this up maybe with Hook with Dante Basco. That would be fun. Um. I, yeah. That's just a fun movie. And, or just, just Avatar. If you want to watch Mitch's Education of Cameron Post, I think that would be a pretty good, like, compare and contrast. Yeah, if you want to watch. not quite as fun. If you want to watch two movies with, like, almost the exact same plot mm-hmm. line, overarching mm-hmm. theme, basically, I think that would be a good if you wanted to, like, write a critical essay. If you're really smart and you wanted to write, like, a specifically, like, movies about le- young lesbian women going to gay conversion camps, mm-hmm. you have those two movies to work with, basically, yeah. to my knowledge. So mm-hmm. that could be a good... Yeah, there's another one. Like, I was telling you this earlier. Um, Brokeback Mountain... There's this newer movie called God's Own Country. It's outstanding with Josh O'Connor. Um, but it's pretty much just feels like Brokeback Mountain 2. They're both, like, herding sheep up in the mountains. <laughs> Two men alone. <laughs> Raw dogging it. <laughs> Nothing but beans and whiskey. <laughs> But I feel like there's definitely a couple of those instances in, like, queer cinema where you're like, wow, you're kind of holding up a mirror to this way older film. Mm -hmm. Um, But usually it's still a pretty good outcome. I I really hate when films kind of rip off other ones. And I'm not saying that they always, these are ripping them off, but... Like, trying to revamp... And yeah, like an older idea, idea or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I would say the gayest thing that happens in this movie is that at the gay club, everyone is slow dancing to EDM music. <laughs> All the lesbians are like, "Hey, do you want to come dance with me?" And then they like tenderly hold each other <laughs> and like stroke each other's hair. Yeah. And I'm like, "There's literally uh-huh. Skrillex in the background playing right now." <laughs> like, what the fuck? No, you're so right. That was so on brand. 
Um, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, Natasha Leone gets upset when Cleo Duvall is dancing with this other girl for three minutes yeah. and storms out. <laughs> the other I'm girl, like, this like, is the gayest scene. She, like, puts her hands in Cleo Duvall's, like, po- like back pockets, basically. <laughs> and Natasha Leone has a fit. <laughs> and she and she is like, absolutely, I will not stand for any of this. Yeah, and the disrespect have... in my house. But up until that point, she's like, um, sex is immoral and bad, and I love God and Jesus, and if anybody <laughs> tries to tell me otherwise, I will lose my mind. And then she's like, excuse me, you danced with somebody except for me. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And they um, just make out, like, on top of a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's a show on brand. Yeah, Cle- yeah Cleo Duvall uh, stops smoking her cigarette for a literal second to lean in for yeah. a big kiss. <laughs> She's, like, taking puffs throughout, like, their makeout. <laughs> yeah, she's like, like, sorry, can yeah. we just stop for a while? <sighs> you, like, blow smoke in it. Um, but anyways, Emily, this is your graduation from, uh, <laughs> from, from conversion camp, and you have to wear the Adam and Eve bodysuits, and we're gonna bump fronts. We're gonna pretend to have sex <laughs> in front of your mom, who also runs this gay conversion oh, no. camp. And, yeah, that, was, that part was so weird. They, like, made them do the simulation, which was, like, dress up like Adam and Eve and oh, pretend to fuck. I, I just couldn't stop thinking about what that day on set must have been like. <laughs> so so getting, fun. Getting in the skin-tight bodysuit. I hope they all did drugs before. I hope they're all like, <laughs> let's get fucked. Like... <laughs> It reminded me about a lot of, um, there's that one, it's not even a scene, there's like this snippet in Fleabag where Claire, re- it's like, yeah, every month Claire reinvents herself, um, or whatever, and she comes in in a uh-huh. bright latex suit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, I'd rather not get into a latex suit, I'm just, I'm not there right now. Really? I don't think those suits were latex, I think not they latex. were just like morph suits, like body suits. I still don't want to wear a morph suit. Have you ever worn a morph suit? Yeah, they're hot, they're sweat, like sweaty. Like your body I gets sweaty. Well, yeah, because it's like not very breathable fabric, and you're that covered like from the, head to toe. That feels like the one thing that it needs to be. Yeah, it's breathable. Also, yeah. there you usually have something over your face as well. Um, yeah, that'll do it. I would get in head to toe latex at least <laughs> once, just to. <laughs> I think I would like to like rub my body against different textured surfaces to see what <laughs> noise it would make. Like I would love to roll around on a linoleum floor. Oh my god! In yeah. full latex, like I bet uh-huh. that sounds great. Or like in a bathtub, squeaking around. I just think it. I just think it would be nice. <laughs> well, let me know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. Latex is expensive. Like I believe that. Well, so knockoff latex is PVC, and that's uh-huh. like more plasticky. Yeah. But actual latex, like a latex bra, is like three hundred dollars. Jesus. Yeah, it's really expensive to get it like custom made yeah. and stuff. Anyways, yeah. not that I've looked into it. <laughs> I just well, not I... that I've looked into getting a head to toe latex <laughs> morph suit so I can roll around in the bathtub. Well, if uh, if Adam and Eve or any of those sort of brands wants to sponsor us, oh my so god, <laughs> we can make Dara's dreams come true. <laughs> If if Adam and Eve wants to come out with a self self electrocution masturbation device, I don't really know if I would advertise that on this podcast necessarily. But for the right price, I'm willing to negotiate. That could be such a cool line of like sex toys, just like based on movies or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that would be. So- I mean, this one would have to be 
Something along those lines. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it was pre- a pretty interesting thing is that originally they rated this movie NC-17. Mm. Uh, the director was like, it's basically a, like a, like a G movie, like yeah. PG at most. And she was like, what? And they're mm. like, y- there were a couple lines, I guess, about like women giving each other head, mm. basically. And th- that was, they were like, you can't say that. So she cut those out and then they, they brought it down. But none of the lines about like blowjobs or anything had that to get taken out or any of the like like jerking off the the uh, broom to yeah, look like right. like nothing like that had uh-huh. to get cut out and basically she was just yeah. like yeah this is just like sexist mm-hmm. and like shitty and and like obviously I don't know I think the movie received probably had a lot of stigma to fight against from the beginning like being what it was but yeah NC17 rating originally for this movie that's, that's fucking crazy because it's so harmless. They Yeah, they don't even show... We were talking about none of the movies we've watched show sex. Yeah. At all. In in really any yeah. capacity. Anything feels, beyond kissing, really. It feels kind of hard to find in, like, queer women films. Yeah, I bet because they don't want to, like, lean into that stereotype of, like, over-sexualization. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. is, like, you can really step into yeah. blue is the warmest color territory, like, real quick with that, you know? <laughs> Blue is the warmest color is like the farthest end of the spectrum. Yeah, true, true. But no, you're you're so right. Um, hey, but. if anyone out there has a tasteful lesbian sex scene in a movie that they really stand by, send it our way. <laughs> I'd love to see some. No, truly, like send me like your like Miss Mojo's top ten tasteful <laughs> lesbian sex scenes in movies. I would really like to know. Um, the only one that I can think of is Carol. It's like pretty kind yeah, of har- it's, it's kind yeah. of harmless. Yeah. But it's, then yeah, at the other end of the spectrum is literally blue is the yeah. warmest color, which is just porn. I would say I would say that the the most mild end of the spectrum is like portrait of the lady on fire, which isn't even really sex. It's just them like naked doing art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like like fun gal pal time, but yeah. like also the titties are out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like fingering someone's armpit with yeah. drugs. To do DMT, you gotta <laughs> finger the armpit real quick. <laughs> It's a little, it's a little erotic, but it's not sexual. <laughs> um, so, anyways, thank you for listening. <laughs> if you made it this far, congratulations! Yeah, congrats! Thank you, thank you for listening. Um, we're the Swamp. You can find us on TikTok at the Swamp Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter at the Swamp Pod. You can send us an email, like business professional. That'd be fucking cool. Um, send us a poem. Write a. Write a write me yeah. a haiku. Yeah, get really creative with how you reach get a, out. Write me a haiku about your favorite tasteful lesbian <laughs> sex scene. Um, <laughs> if you want to tweet at Dante Basco to get him on the show, some fan generated support would be yeah. great. If you want to tweet at Adam and Eve and have them work with us for our movie themed dildo line, <laughs> that would be great too. Because yeah. you know we can't just throw that out there; it makes us look self centered. So Mm-mm. you guys got to come with the big mm-hmm. ideas. Yeah, if you want to see these products, well, you're gonna have to work with us. <laughs> but our our email is um the swamp pod at gmail.com we're on fucking linkedin yep if you want to if you want to connect with us on linkedin (laughs) yeah follow the page (laughs) fucking like like, i guess but like Mm -hmm. go go for it that would be really super cool of you that would be like (laughs) crazy um and our what am i missing what social media am i missing our website the swamp podcast dot com Mm -hmm. you can also check out our merch there maybe we can pay jen maybe she'll come up with uh, better maybe she'll type them next time so we can read her handwriting no i shouldn't have said that i'm gonna cut that out because then she'll actually do it um 
Jenna's great. We love Jen here. And we'd love to buy her a scented candle or maybe a cup of coffee one yeah. day. Um, but that's... One nip. Honestly, that's on you guys right now. Her not getting paid is, like, kind of you guys' fault because we, we don't yeah. sell enough tote bags. Sometimes sometimes I just make enough just yeah. to, to cover the shipping. So yeah. so you guys better get yeah. on that let's if pay you- Jen GoFundMe type beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll work on shirts. We'll work on shirts if you uh, if you tell us that you want shirts. But right the now, interest is just between the two of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dara printed me a shirt the other day, and it's like the only thing I've worn for the last week. Oh my god! You should sell it. I bet it's rank. <laughs> sell it to a fan who really wants your musk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who wants my printed swamp tee? It's got our logo on it. Um, <laughs> it's got our logo in your. Feminine Musk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, thanks for listening.